0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on September the 12th, 2023. (laughs) I'm your host, Gaming Psychologist, and with me, as always, as we go through a field of stars.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah? All right, caffeine rage.
0: On today's show, we're going to be talking about one game we have played, (laughs) Unity reveals plans to charge per game install, drawing criticism from the development community, Nintendo has Switch 2 news, and from our community corner, a judge issues legal permaban, $500,000 judgment against Serial Destiny 2 cheater. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello. How are you today?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm definitely not, you know, spent too much time on a particular game and not played anything else, right? Nope,
0: me neither. Wouldn't dream of doing such a thing.
1: So, uh, shall we uh, dive right into Skyfield?
0: Yeah. Let's or see I that. guess
1: I guess that's not fair. It's it's more uh, like uh, mm, uh, star out.
0: So yeah, star out. There you go. Oh, uh, uh, so,
1: yeah, Starfield, the big release of probably the next several months, because, right? Yeah. Although mm-hmm. we are star- seeing a stacked October, so... I'm not sure if there's anything big coming down in September.
0: You mean anything else? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, are you looking? I'm not looking at that. Yeah,
1: the... I, I was just looking, because it made me wonder. Um... I mean Mortal Kombat One Which is the reboot of Mortal Kombat. Uh reboot of Dead Space. I mean there's definitely stuff, but Yeah, not not stuff that I particularly care about.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not the
1: problem, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't pay as much of attention to releases mm-hmm. as I as I used to. Not even for the show. It's like you know, I got I got stuff to do. I got life to live. Mm-hmm. Most of the new stuff that comes out is hot garbage, anyways. Got to wait for it to go through three or four yeah. cycles of post-release development. Mm-hmm. Let the modders get you know take their their turn to make the game good. Yeah, Speaking I'm, I'm of, still lo- I'm still looking at the releases. The RoboCop game is supposed to come out in November. Well, that's interesting. I like RoboCop. Although every movie after the first one is is both worse and less necessary, mm-hmm. and the RoboCop reboot is mm, not very good. To be polite,
1: I didn't have as much problem with it, but it wasn't great either. It was mediocre. I think that's the problem. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, let's get back to Starfield. <laughs> Right? So oh. yeah, I
0: mean to I mean, let's just go ahead and say this up top. Like, we are going to do Starfield for a Game club, but because of one, how awful the game runs and I have I, I'm having a worst experience with you on that one, because I'm on mm-hmm. Nvidia hardware and you're on an AMD hardware. Yeah. but how awful the game runs, and just how wide the game is. And notice my specific choice of words there, wide. <laughs> There's a lot to cover, but it definitely like feels like you don't hate it, which was interesting to me. I think if you had uh, said I, I, I think hate that, it, I think
1: that's more shocking to you. Yeah, which but is I, I th- which is also par- actually why I'm calling it, you know, star out because it feels like it has a little bit more DNA of Fallout than it does the Elder Scrolls series. Yeah, although I sure. have not played the last two major Fallout releases.
0: Fallout 4 and 76? Yeah. Yeah, I have played Fallout 4. Quite a bit, actually. I, I like Fallout 4. Um, but it, it,
1: Starfield feels like a good game buried under a mountain of bad design choices, mediocre uh, uh, stuffing, and a uh, horrendous UI. I mean, bad either by Bethesda standards.
0: Yep. That's, I mean, I called it on um, a tweet I made the other day, a junk food game. Mm-hmm. It's not great. It's not even good. But I can't put it down. I keep wanting to just shove it in my face.
1: Yeah, it's actually, uh, I would say, given the allusion to something like a Euro truck, you know, the compelling, you know, journey with at least, you know, pretty-ish graphics. Only, you know, occasionally have your companions sit there and uh, give the same conversation for the 20th time uh, while you're uh, busy uh, yeah, backing up your trailer, right?
0: Yeah. <sighs> A lot of the problems... I don't know exact, I don't know exactly how to approach this, since we are going to do a full game club on it. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts could change. Um, yeah, I'm I don't want to go more on early game stuff because I, I think I'm further
1: than you in the story: We were
0: when we talked the other night, oh, oh, we were oh, at the oh, same, oh, spot. Well, 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 well,
1: I should say factions.: yeah, Oh, yeah, I'm kind of lumping them together. because everything I've heard is that the factions and the main story is like the bread and butter of the game.
0: Right. Although, I had done several... Like, I had already met and done a couple of side quest factions. Smaller mm-hmm. ones that you didn't even know existed when we talked yeah. the other night. So, who, who knows? But, I mean, you've definitely done more progress with the big factions, and we were roughly at the mm-hmm. same spot in the main story.
1: Yeah, which I haven't touched the main story again, so...
0: I haven't either. I, at... In the early game... Starfield is rough. Starfield suffers from something that, that Stephanie Sterling talks about as um, these games that require you to invest time and resources into them to mm-hmm. get on par with what you expect them to start at.
1: What, having a stealth meter?
0: Yeah. So, okay. A lot of the features that... Features? Mechanics? That Standard are a...
1: UI elements.
0: Standard UI elements, like a stealth meter... You have to put a perk point into it to unlock a stealth meter. Things that involve your ship control, you have to put perk points in it to allow you to use subsystem targeting on your ship to allow you to access the thrust. I think it just calls it what is it? Thrust, thrust mode or alternate flight mode? But for someone who's played uh, Elite Dangerous, it's um, the flight assist off whether your ship, you can use your thrusters to move laterally. Uh-huh. You move with your, you know, your, your inertia carries on and, you know, carries you on in the, the direction that you were going. Um, so you can do some more complicated maneuvers. That requires you to spend a point to unlock. Uh, what else is there? In order to get detailed information on, like, throwing grenades and, and targeting stuff, you need to spend a perk point on that. Uh, you have to spend a perk point to unlock the persuasion mechanics. Yeah. You have to spend a perk point to unlock the... combination. Yeah, and the lockpicking. Uh, um, the, the
1: base lockpicking is uh, free, but... Oh, okay. Uh, be able to uh, lockpick anything beyond
0: the very basics, which...
1: Oh, the lockpicking minigame gets old.
0: In order to research anything beyond the bare bones minimum like in order to get any upgrades any anything for your base or your ship got to spend perk points on each of those in order to get full functionality of your scanner you have to spend a perk point Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, just to get be able to get enough range so that you know you're out there dry humping whatever you're trying to scan
0: yeah. I'm going to count all this up. We'll have this discussion again for the game club. I'm going to count them all up and we might have, you know, we might split hairs on a couple of things of, like, what is actually, like, quote-unquote essential mm-hmm. or basic mechanics, but my guess is you need to spend around 20 perk points to get I mean, to where you should actually have all your basic game mechanics.
1: I mean, it's something that literally is just unlocking a UI
0: element. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, fuck that, right?
0: Yeah, and and you get one perk point each time you level up. And if you level extremely slow. slowly. Uh, I don't actually know how long I've played. Game Pass says I've had the game open for like... Well, actually, my save file says it has 18 hours on it, but I definitely haven't played for 18 hours because yeah, a there's... lot of my game has been loaded up, it crashes, I lose time. Load it up, do mod stuff. Like, is this mod working? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Is this fixed? Is it not? Close the game. Do that again. Restart it. And every time you exit, it saves unless you're hitting Alt F4. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm I haven't had any crashes, but I'm also on the AMD machine, so. Yep. And I can't have any repeatable crashes. Sometimes I can play for a couple hours, no issues. Sometimes it's crashing every 10, 15 minutes, sometimes it randomly crashes. And it, it like, lots of people on Reddit and in other places are complaining, like, well, I can't go to this city or this area because it keeps crashing because of, you know, too too many people or graphical issues that, like, you know, my GPU spikes and it crashes. Like, I've had it crash in cities. I've had it crash while I'm standing in my ship, like, with nothing around. Mm-hmm. I've had it crash while wandering around on planets. I've had it crash while it was loading before. Just, like, in a loading screen. I have managed to get my frame rate ironed out, even before I applied some mods to it. And I got it running in about 60, like, 1080p 60, on a mix of medium and low settings. Which... I'm
1: running pretty much base-medium, but with no
0: uh, upscaling. Yeah. I, w- I want to, like, reach through the internet and strangle Todd Howard. <laughs> he he did that. They did that interview last week. Yeah, where it's like, well, what? A, uh, where where someone asked, like, what? Do you, you know, why didn't you optimize better for PC? And it's like, oh, we did optimize it. It's a game that's pushing the limits of technology. You might have to upgrade your PC.
1: Yeah, the there's game's people who that are pretty. running,
0: there are people who are running like the latest NVIDIA GPUs and Intel CPUs and are experiencing awful performance issues it's like nah, dog your games you didn't you didn't optimize or fix your game it's it's shit and yeah, also it's not that Nexus pretty
1: did a really in-depth uh, uh chart of yeah cpu and uh, gpu uh, essentially bottlenecking and it was pretty much just yo know, if you're running amd it's okay if you're running anything else it's dog shit yeah which is not surprising, considering that AMD co did the game, you know? Yeah. And I'm, No, I'm not defending AMD and saying, Well, it's running fine for me, so... <laughs> that, no, it's bullshit. Yeah. I would think the same way if it was running fine for you and crashing for me, because I'm running an AMD machine.
0: Yeah. I, um, you know, I'm running decently old hardware at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still, like, in kind of mid-tier gaming PC performance um, for newer, ga- newer titles with, with my setup. But, I mean, I was never expecting this game to run at, you know, 4K60 for me. I don't even have... I, I've still got a 1080p monitor. I have, I've always said I prefer lower, a, a smaller resolution and higher frame rate. Um, I sit, you know maybe two feet from my screen. My eyesight's dog shit anyways. Like, I don't need all them extra pixels. That's not helping me. Higher frame rate, smoother gameplay. Mm. So I was expecting to get 4K 6... Or not 4K, sorry. 1080, 60 at around medium settings. So it's performing worse than I expected. But not what I would call awful in terms of, you know, the graphics settings. I mean, here's
1: places that... Are just there's no excuse for the performance.
0: Yeah, no. When you're when you're alone on your ship or in a building mm-hmm. where it's not rendering all of the outside everything, like it's, it should not run that badly. Um, or,
1: uh, have you been to Neon yet?
0: No, I haven't been to Neon yet.
1: Okay, uh, Neon is essentially their version of Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Only it runs far worse than uh, Cyberpunk did on release.
0: <laughs>
1: nice. Uh I was I get in the upper fifties, low sixties. I am running uh with a V Sync, so yeah, that that does limit my upper cap.
0: Yeah. But
1: Neon, I take a good like ten FPS hit immediately.
0: Yeah. New New Atlantis, which is the early game biggest city you can go into and has lots of performance mm-hmm. issues i'm taking I, i'm i'm hitting 50 fps in there probably um, that's the only place where i i sustain a lower than 60 uh 60 fps occasionally on planets or when something's loading like it'll dip mm-hmm. but like sustained sub 60 new atlantis is the only place that that happens yeah
1: there so there's cities out there that's just going to uh bend your computer over.
0: Yeah, that's fine. We'll deal with them when when I get there.
1: Yeah. I am not sure if it's actually required for you to go to uh, like Eon, which uh, it's essentially Cyberpunk meets meets like New Vegas or or not New Vegas, Las Vegas. Uh sorry, I was uh thinking uh you know, Fallout. Yeah, uh, yeah, the good Fallout, right? Yeah. But I, I, I just have uh, some major gripes with the game. I what I wouldn't give for you know the jetpack to
0: actually be a jetpack, right? There's a mod for that. Oh uh, there is. There is. I haven't tried it yet, but I saw it. Um I think it's called continual jetpack or continual boost pack, something like that. Let me go look for it for it while you're Yeah. Um I'm
1: looking for it now, but I haven't found it yet. It, the, the, the boost pack is about as powerful as a wet Taco Bell fart. The only time that's actually useful for any traversal is on low gravity or zero G areas. And beyond that, it just is sad. And there's... Uh, the game relies heavily on fast travel. But like getting to places is
0: a long slog sometimes. I- I'm sorry. The phrase relies heavily on fast travel is a is a massive understatement. <laughs> like, oh boy, I'm I'm not gonna. I think what I'm gonna say for Game Club because I'm I, I want to want to go play No Man's Sky and Elite Dangerous to have some fresh comparisons for this. But th- the games of No Man's Sky and Elite Dangerous, these space exploration games, are based around. Going into space and exploring it and doing stuff, and Bethesda took that concept and threw it out the fucking window. Because any interaction with your ship, other than space combat, is very lengthy and boring and repetitive, and doesn't actually work the way that they claimed it would. Like, or yeah, hell, the
1: the there's very little reason to have a second ship beyond of
0: you know just finding a bigger one. Unless because you can't even know, have,
1: like, a proper fleet as far as I know.
0: I don't know if this is the case or not when it comes to ships to move things between your bases because I don't even have the resources yet to have multiple functioning bases where, with ships transporting materials between them. And I don't know if you have to have those ships to serve as your, you know, cargo ferries between your, your outposts. You can set that up. I know that you can do that, but I don't know if it just, like... Uses some generic ships it spawns in. I think or, it uses generic ships, which is a really big missed opportunity. But we'll—I will get to that because I want to do the base building and the ship building. I don't care as much for the story or for mm-hmm. like, which is weird because usually I'm a story guy. But like, Bethesda stories like have gotten worse and worse over the years, and this story is Convoluted? so so. I mean, yes, but also it's so standard, like there's a weird artifact that's alien in origin and you touch it and it gives you a vision and you join the super secret group and you go find the rest of them and there's going to be some mystery i just know it and you're going to get space magic you're going to go to the end of the galaxy and get some space magic and answer a big question about some precursor race that came before us like I've seen this d- done better. I've seen this story done many times before and better. So I don't care. I want to break the base building and the ship building system. I want to, like, get in there on it. Oh, don't get worry, in it's there pretty broken to
1: start with. So... I-, I messed with the base building a little bit. And it's also infuriating.
0: I've got three outposts that I've been doing different things on to try to learn. They're all small. One of the Only one of them has got, like habitation facilities for, for crew members to live on mm-hmm. so they can like do their thing. Um, but I'm, I'm learning it a little bit. Like I told you, like I set up one of them as an XP farm mm-hmm. because it's so hard to earn, to level up. Um, the well, base the, building is probably the best way to farm XP.
1: Honestly, it feels like they've set up the game for the people that are playing... Skyrim now like 15 years later with the same character. Yeah. <laughs> because part of it is that there's a new game plus
0: mode and you and you keep all your previous skills. That makes sense. Cuz like I can't imagine playing one <laughs> character long enough to get all the skills that you need. The game the the game doesn't have a max level. I mean technically yeah, speaking, I would have
1: to figure it out it was like 360 something.
0: Yeah. Do you keep leveling past that? Like, you just don't get any more skill points? Or does it just stop once you've got everything? From
1: what I understand, I think you still, uh, like, accumulate skill points. But you just have nothing to, to spend them on until the DLC comes
0: out. Right. But, Maybe know, they'll figure
1: need... out uh, some sort of, you know, like, uh, exploration vehicle.
0: I mean... I, I would almost bet money that the first DLC is going to be vehicle, ground vehicles because that's what No Man's Sky first DLC was, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but and that's what Elite paid, uh, DLC. and that's what that's what Elite Dangerous is, was as well. Was was planetary landings?
1: I mean, shit. Uh, the the fact that they have the uh, shipbuilder, just make it you know, make it so that you're you're building a smaller ship, you know.
0: Yeah. The shipbuilder is definitely clunky, but that is the one thing that none of the rest of the games in this genre have. Cause in in you can do ship customization in Elite Dangerous. You can customize your modules and paint jobs and stuff like that, but you know, you can only customize what exists. And in No Man's Sky you don't get ship customization other than like some mo- some upgrade modules you can put in. It's like if you want to if you want to get a ship that looks differently, you just got to go kind of roll the dice on going to level areas where high level ships will spawn in and then you go buy one. So, you know, being able to actually build your own custom designs is is a unique thing to Starfield. I think it's the only unique thing to Starfield. <laughs> um So they, I mean, they should be leveraging that. I mean, I said, I posted a tweet last week. There was something to the effect of, like, if this game had came out 10 years ago, it would be a pioneer for all of the new and wonderful and amazing things that it was doing in the space exploration genre. But it feels like someone took release day um, No Man's Sky and release day Elite Dangerous And said, oh, let's smush those together and make a game out of that. And the map size
1: from Mass Effect 1, only the Mako fell through the map, so they think that you're supposed to walk the entire path.
0: Yeah, that whole thing of, like, you can land anywhere you want to go on planets and explore everywhere on a planet. Technically, it's true. And, of course, as we all know, the technically correct is the best form of correct. Mm -hmm. But whenever you land, it procedurally generates an area within, like, a kilometer radius of your ship
1: uh, and that's a few two- kilometers, actually
0: okay, well, a few kilometers radius of where your ship lands, and that's the explorable map, and when you get to the edges of the map, you have to go back to your ship and pick a new landing point, and I'm doing air quotes because it's just fat you know a loading screen, it's just fast travel, but fly to a new place on the planet and then do that again. Whereas both in No Man's Sky and Elite Dangerous, I mean, it takes so long in Elite Dangerous because they actually use real scale planets, mm-hmm. but you can get in your rover or an Elite Dangerous or, or your ship and just fly around the planet at ground level or just above ground level. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that Todd Howard slash Bethesda lied about mm-hmm. the game that they made. Todd Howard is a pathological liar <laughs> who is unable to create a game that does what
1: Oh my god, he's uh, Peter Molyneux with hair.
0: And I don't think he's quite as bad as Peter Molyneux yet. Because Todd's claims are just like, yeah, the game works. It's optimized. You can go over there if you want to. We've got all these cool skills in the game. And it, it, it's not, and it doesn't, and you can't. But it's not like, yes, this game will change your life. We're using the technology to link the soul of the developer with the soul of the gamer to tell sure, you no, that no story. No, wait, wait, wait. That's not a lie. Uh,
1: it's just boring. The soul of the developers boring because it's a triple-A game. Occasionally there's an interesting set piece that pops up, uh, but everything else is just it's it's like a piece of toast that has had like a couple pieces of little drops of butter put on it. So occasionally you take a bite and like, oh, that was okay. And then it's just dry, 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 dry.
0: I don't hate it though.
1: Yeah, that's... that's the I think part of the reason why I don't hate it is that it's not an Elder Scrolls game. I can't look at this and see... Well, this is a worse version of this game that uh, was the worst version of this game and this is the worst version of this game. Now, granted, I also haven't played Elite Dangerous. And I was bored with No Man's Sky because it's more focused on resource gathering and at least at the time when I played it, there wasn't much direction on story. While yeah, you know, Starfield doesn't have a ton of direction on its story. Yeah, you know, it actually has a direction. You know,
0: uh, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb. If I go out on a limb, I mean, I've played No Man's Sky and, uh-huh. and gotten the story. The No Man's Sky story and Starfield story are almost identical, with only some of the finer details changed. Because in No Man in, in No Man's Sky story, you uh, are like a guy who discovers a secret in the universe. And you get, you get sent by an organization to go and find the rest of these secrets on a quest to the center of the galaxy to understand what your place in the universe is and what these ancient races are that came before you. So is it 42? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, I missed opportunity. It's, it's neat. I mean, No Man's Sky story is neat. Um... It's, But it's there in the background. Yeah, if you could
1: get (laughs) continues to sharpen Skyfield. uh, It's a really good, at least in portions, uh, uh, podcast game of, you know, go grab a couple bounties and go blow up people.
0: Or go wander around on some planets, build an outpost. Like, that's my thing. Go gather some trade goods. I think the
1: reason why the shipbuilding and the, uh, well, outpost building annoys me so much is that, you know, I'm playing this coming off of uh, Space Engineers.
0: The outpost building mechanic is better than Fallout 4's. Like, the inspiration is there. Oh, God. it's
1: It was worth worse than Fallout 4?
0: Yeah, I think it's much cl- more closer to Fallout 76's. Like, the one thing that I have heard from people is that, you know, in terms of gameplay mechanics improved from Fallout 4 to 76 was the base building because that was a much more important part of the game rather than just a side thing you interacted with mm-hmm. um or could start and so starfields is better than fallout 4s for what that's worth i mean fallout 4's system aside from a couple of small things that you need to interact with the base building for a quest uh, entirely optional yeah. although from what i gathered from reading stuff on on reddit like starfields outpost building system is also completely optional yeah, well, the just, shipbuilding is not the shipbuilding is a little more mandatory for upgrading your stuff.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the thing is that. Oh, and also, yeah. You know, once again, uh, time behind uh, uh, skill points is that you have to research and uh, for upgrade for you know pretty much the proper uh, outpost building, and to do that, you have to get the skill points
0: right. Yep, have to get down to the bottom of the tree. At the very bottom of the outpost tree, or the, the I think it's the science tech tree, mm-hmm. is the thing that lets you build outposts, both more of them, because you start with eight, but build more of them, and build them on planets with extreme weather conditions, which ex- planets with extreme weather conditions are more likely to have the rare resources on them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're not going to use, because you, you showed me a couple of mods that increase your your xp gain rate yeah and i said you know like i said i had just set up this outpost in order to farm xp because you get a you know you oh, get a and flat... that's the other
1: thing is the challenges we didn't mention those
0: oh yeah well we'll we'll in, in order to level in order okay so each perk has four levels to it and each level of the perk gives you something more there are some things that are, like, uh, a lot of the damage perks or the health perk, it'll, like, get the next level and you just get more. You get more damage, yeah. you get more which health, whatever. <clears throat> the perks for, like, the research and the shipbuilding give you access to more ship parts or more high-level research and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But in order to level up, not only do you have to spend a perk point, then you have to complete a challenge.
1: Well, you have to complete you'll... the challenge, and then you get to level up.
0: Well, yeah, you get the first
1: one free, and then you have to do a challenge to unlock the second one to be able to spend a skill point into it.
0: Yeah, for the second
1: and the the third and the fourth.
0: Which I hate. So far, none of the challenges have been hard. So there's a mod that removes them. Yeah, Um, I I haven't
1: run the mod yet. I'm not sure how I feel about it because most of it is with the uh, the quicker experience you know i'm getting skill points about as quickly as i uh spend them uh and it's just preventing me from basically you know snapping my fingers and being done with the skill you know
0: yeah i don't know they see the thing is to me they feel like a waste of time Mm -hmm. because what they're doing is making traditional leveling like a type of traditional leveling system worse. Rather than better, because well, if these the, challenges, the you're, that's true. But if the challenge gave you something extra, um, like maybe you could spend the skill points and you'd get the base things. But if you completed the challenges, you'd get additional perks,
1: or or even maybe if that was the ranks. You know, you spend a skill point, you unlock it, and the challenges unlock the additional ranks,
0: which would be interesting. I would prefer that to the current system. Or for maybe if they just gave you some kind of reward, maybe you know, you complete the challenge for the weapons and you unlock a special gun mod or a gun, you know, like you get, a, you get given a, a, a good level, you know, a, a good gun for your level or whatever. Or you get some ship parts, some free ship parts, or um, it gives you like a special, like you have crew members that have abilities um, that can boost your ship, they can boost your outpost, um, and then they, you know, certain people have things that make them better in actual combat, and, like, these are just static things. You can't level them up or change them. So maybe, like, if you complete a weapon challenge, like a top-tier weapon challenge, you get a companion that's specialized in that skill. And so they can help you better in combat or something. Yeah, but is
1: it far more interesting to be uh, doing 10% more damage than you were than the previous rank?
0: Interesting? No. Necessary? Yes, because the enemies are awful bullet sponges. Oh, especially the Balsa enemies. I Whether don't,
1: we come up against something that has you know, like five segment bars for its health,
0: I don't mind spongy enemies in MMOs. It that's the only game that I or the only type of game that I don't mind spongy enemies. The rest of the time, I hate spongy enemies. And with a game like Starfield, you know, and modern Fallout, they they incentivize good, skilled gameplay, headshots. Um, choosing the right, right weapon for the right moment, that kind of thing, um, because they are you know real time action combat, um you know, in this case, first or third person shooting, depending on which camera you prefer. I mean there's melee weapons, but mm. i have never used one. I'm not interested in using a melee weapon. I have space lasers but um you know but whenever you do a headshot, like fi yeah fifties extreme, like fifteen headshots and an enemy still doesn't die, it's like, okay, come on. Really?
1: And or, I, or even better, whenever they're cowering behind a ladder, you try to shoot them, and it hits the uh, physics box for the ladder.
0: Yeah. So I, I grabbed a mod that's called No More Spongy Enemies, but I don't think it's working. If it is working, god, I'd mm-hmm. hate to see what these enemies are like without this mod. Because, as you... I, I looked it up. The, the like, um, rule that it uses mm-hmm. for enemies is that every time they level up, they get a flat health boost plus um, an additional modifier, like when they hit certain thresholds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, like for every level they are, like they've got their base health, like if it's 100, and then they're level 10, so you get, they get an extra 20 health for every level. So they start with 100 health, they're level 20, or sorry, level 10, so that means they've got 300 health. And then if they have something in front of their name, like mm-hmm. they're uh, a commander, uh, or something. a commander. Or, well, and some of like the rarity enemies have got tags in front of their name that I, I cannot remember what they are, but it's like, mm. you know, it'll say like angry spacer yeah. or, or reckless spacer or something like that. Well, mm. then that guy also gets an additional percentage boost because he's got a tag. And I, uh, for like, it's an extra like 10% for every level that they are on that rarity scale. Mm-hmm. um so you know you could fight like a level 10 enemy that has 600 health and your gun might only do 10 damage a shot depending on what level you're at like my most powerful weapon um only does like 30 damage a shot
1: and that's also the thing with level weapons and it makes me want to not engage with the uh weapon mod uh Aspect of things, even though, yeah, I really can't because, hey, guess what? Most of that's <laughs> locked behind a skill tree. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my strongest gun. Oh, okay, well, it depends on how you define strongest because I'm running Star UI. So I can also see my DPS. Uh, I have a couple handguns that do like 30 and 40 at damage, and one has like a what's called a binary trigger on it, so it's essentially double-tapping every pull. Yeah. And then I got my minigun, which absolutely shreds things, but it eats up ammo like crazy, but I mostly save it for the bosses. Or, you have know, the named enemies, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. It doesn't have great accuracy, but if I'm close enough to them, it just essentially deletes them. But, you know, I have to keep that thing fed, and also... Uh, eventually, it's. I'm going to hit a point where, yeah, that's going to be less and less effective. Yeah,
0: it's it's so interesting. Like my feelings on this, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I, I've complained about it a lot, but I don't feel like it's bad. It's just right? not
1: good either.
0: But I don't. Yeah, it's not. But it's also not good. I don't love it. I don't even know if I like it. But. I want to play it. I keep wanting to play it, and I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Other I think than think like,
1: that, they're, they're, like I said, there's glimmers of a far better game here. But the problem is that it's so buried that it... Uh, and also, the fact that so many, like, just simple controls are not highlighted. Like, I blew your fucking mind saying, press the space bar uh, after printing one point of pounding in to be able to activate thrusters. Because the skill tree does not say what thrusters do.
0: No, the skill tree just says... Okay, so I, I opened Starfield because I wanted to look at my, my gun and uh-huh. see what actually had the highest DPS. But while I'm sitting here, the skill tree for that says... Um, Piloting. Rank 1. You can now utilize ship thrusters. That's it. That's all it says. Mm-hmm. You can't click on it for an additional tooltip. You can't hover over it for an, adi- an additional tooltip. When you sit in the pilot seat, it doesn't tell you. Press spacebar for thrust- thrusters mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my assumption, because the second one says increase ship turn rate and maneuverability. So my thought was, it gives you like the boost, like mm-hmm. even when you don't have the skill. So it just, maybe it just makes the boost stronger. But no. That's not what it does.
1: No, you hold down space and either hit WASD or also the mouse control also works. And it basically allows you to pivot in place while, while the momentum carries you forward. Uh, sort of like the uh, Newtonian flight in the old, or I guess the reboot Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, you, well, uh, really Elite well, Dangerous does that too. Well, I was giving a, uh, another pop culture uh, idea of how it worked.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: Uh, Freelancer also had it. Yep. Where you could essentially be uh, going on uh, a momentum-driven uh, path and rotate in place to be able to either follow an enemy or make a very sharp turn. And doesn't say it anywhere. Shipbuilder doesn't uh, mention how you can paint your entire goddamn ship in a couple clicks. Or even how to change, uh, essentially, floors on the shipbuilder. Uh so that
0: you're you, know, you can actually attach things, right? Yeah. Alright, so my strongest weapon is my double barreled shotgun, which I've which I have lovingly named Doom Guy. Mm-hmm. Um and it has a DPS of two forty three.
1: Uh my minigun I think is three seventy ish. I know it's uh, in the three hundreds.
0: Yeah. Although, I think that 243 would only be if it hits with yeah. every single pellet. So, I mean,
1: if you swapped out uh, to slugs.
0: Yeah, I could swap it to slugs, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Just like you, like until I'm a much higher level, I don't even want to engage in the weapon customization. I did a little bit just to kind of play with it, but, you know... I still I, have. I've, I've
1: only done like minor things. Like uh, one gun I had for quite a while, I put a barrel stabil- stabilizer on it uh, that gave it like 20% accuracy. Yeah. I don't think I have access to be able to put scopes on yet because that would be like my main thing, right?
0: Yeah, I have. I have, I have got a couple the... weapons
1: that have scopes.
0: I've got oh, and- all of the tier one upgrades unlocked, but mm-hmm. like the tier one scope is for some weapons you get glow sights, and for some weapons you get like um, not a red dot scope, but a holographic scope. Huh? Which is not good. Maybe for a pistol or something, but you want, you want, and you need better stuff for like your rifles. Yeah. You can't make a sniper with that.
1: Yeah, which, okay, so here's another confusing element about Starfield is how its loot works. So, uh, occasionally you'll come across something that's uh, uh, a rarity uh, that's not just white. You know, it, your typical MMO rarity rainbow, you know? Yeah. And all that means, really, is how many mods have become pre-installed on it. Uh, which you don't necessarily have to have unlocked.
0: No, it, it there's it also can have special traits that give it bonuses mm-hmm. or weaknesses depending on what the traits are yeah sometimes like, just since i've got this pulled up still mm-hmm. the uh doom guy is mm-hmm. a legendary shotgun it's got banishing it deals double damage when gun bashing which or sorry bashing mm-hmm. i apologies, bashing deal double damage when gun bashing which i'd never do because
1: i only do it is... whenever
0: i'm out of uh, uh ammo and something's
1: coming at me and doing the uh oblivion uh Uh, overhead chop uh, melee animation. Because I'm like 95%
0: sure that's the same animation that they've
1: used for like the last 15 years.
0: Yeah. but So it's got bashing, it's got crippling, deals plus 30% damage on the next attack after hitting a target's limbs. Which, that one is pretty nice actually. That one comes out of play a lot. And then concussive, small chance to knock down targets. I've only Mm -hmm. seen that activate once. So either it like i'm just killing too many enemies outright that it would activate on otherwise or its percentage chance to hit is like less than 1.
1: Mhm. Or it could be, you know, uh
0: it has a chance to proc and then
1: it's on one pellet.
0: Yeah. I also could see them doing that.
1: Yeah, uh, well, there's also a secondary rarity system that's not colored. Um look out for stuff like calibrated, balance. Yeah, I've seen that. And does it... Ha- never
0: highlights those,
1: but if it's, you know, the pretty colors, right?
0: Yeah, there's, like, modified and calibrated, and mm-hmm. you can have, uh, like, I don't know, I, I, I carry almost nothing in my inventory, but yeah, they'll they'll have names, and it's just, like, you know, they come with extra pre-installed mods, and might be a little better, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, we we are so mixed on this game, aren't we? And imagine this is our early discussion.
0: Yeah. So we'll, you know, I reckon we should probably stop. I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I want to do a deeper dive on the comparisons between the games. That this feels like it's it's copying their homework, uh, and some much deeper thoughts on both mechanics and. I mean I know I'm gonna get through the story, so might as well check that out, you know, talk mm-hmm. about that too when I when we do. But yeah. So on to our first news topic of the week. Um Unity reveals plans to change per game or sorry, to charge per game install, drawing oh boy, criticism okay. from development community. Now we were sent this as a community corner, but you I think had already pulled it I, yeah, for a I, news topic.
1: Yeah, I already had it on the news topic, so Well, we do thank Jim uh, for dropping it for us. I just had already gotten it, and this is going to be the big topic of the week anyway. Oh, boy. So, where do we even begin with this? I I guess the tiers, because uh, um, how Unity works right now is that there's essentially a free personal license that they allow developers to use up to a certain threshold of revenue. And then past that, you pay a licensing fee to Unity. And then past that, there's a secondary, you know, essentially big boy publisher at one. And uh, they're basically making... Well, first of all, they're making Unity uh, uh, development assets always online, because... Right? Yep. And they're making it so that the low tier... Uh, okay, uh, let me get the chart here. They are backpedaling a little bit and saying uh, they, cl- uh, they are clarifying the changes are not retroactive or perpetual, noting that we'll only charge once for a new install made after the 1st of January 2024. You know, how nice of them, right? Indeed. Uh, the fees do apply to all games currently on the market, meaning that should any existing player of an older game that exceeds Unity's various thresholds Decide to reinstall it after January 1st. A charge will, which will be made. Which... So, for... Uh, Unity Personal and Unity Plus... Which... Uh, th- this is such a mess, right? Yeah. Uh, and this is also a developing story within the last... You know, you know few hours. Um, uh, a revenue threshold of $200,000. Uh, US dollars. Or a... Uh, 2, uh, 200,000 install threshold. You're charged 20
0: cents per install. Which doesn't That's, sound like a lot when but, you say well, it that way. Yes. But
1: imagine a game gets uh, released and uh, they put out. Uh, yeah. Well, it doesn't do well, but they put it out into a, like Humble Bundle. That could be a lot of installs.
0: Yes, it could. D- depending it could on how lot. they
1: handle it. Uh, if a developer puts out a demo, that gets popular. Right? Yeah. They do a and, key giveaway to try to jump up some sales. It's crazy, huh? Yep.
0: Yeah. And you might be saying, well, you know, what about... Why do you say a demo? Or why do you say this or that? I mean... It's the Unity the Engine. It's, it's the Unity Engine, yeah.
1: It, it, it's gonna be... It's in everything game-related that that developer puts out for that game. So, the demo would count as a Unity install.
0: It would. It would. Now, maybe, you know, if they go to court, a court of law might be like, no, this isn't the same, like, you know, you're mm-hmm. splitting hairs on this, or weird, you know, whatever. But Yeah, this, like, I was... So, I, saw, I knew something was going on with Unity. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw... Oh, and also,
1: in case you were wondering, if you uninstall and reinstall a game, that's two installs.
0: Yeah, but I, I saw a, a tweet or an excretion uh, <laughs> where someone hey, was like, wait, man. "Where someone was was saying like, yeah." So I saw uh, the company that I work for in the news today. Surely they haven't done anything wrong. Dot dot mm. dot. Oh no. <laughs> it's like, well, if you actually work there You might be about to get fired But, you know Honestly, like, good for you for sticking it to the man
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's Unity What games could they uh, Possibly be in that uh, engine? Well, let's see Tunic, Cuphead, Hollow Knight Citizen Sleeper, Rimworld Outer Wilds, Fall Guys Ori and the Blind and Forest City Skylines Which, hey, uh, City Skylines too. That's going to be in Unity, isn't it?
0: Is it? Are you asking? or Are you saying it sarcastically? I, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure if they
1: are changing. Now. Now. I'm, now I'm double checking myself. Uh. Oh. It, it's Unity. Yep. Uh. Is uh. Say. Say, Skylines two is will be based on Unity.
0: Oh boy! Right. Yeah. Let's see some examples of games that use the energy Unity engine are Among Us. Ooh. Beat Saber. Genshin Impact. Yeah, Pokemon that's Go. Hurt
1: that's that's gonna hurt them because I really think this is going after the mobile the mobile market more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Among Us, Beat Saber, Genshin Impact, Pokemon Go, Super Mario Run, Iron Man VR. I forgot that existed. PC Building Simulator, Pillars of Eternity, Kerbal Space Program, Hearthstone. Ooh. Temple Girl. Run Monument Valley. Return of the Obra Den, Hollow Knight, RimWorld, Subnautica, Death Door, Gunfire Reborn, and then it has dot, 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 and many more.
1: Okay, so it looks like the fees kick out in once you get over the threshold. So, uh, over 200,000 installs, which, that's for the life of the product, though. That's the thing. It's not per year. Yeah, it's, uh, the install threshold is life to date, or the revenue threshold. So it makes me wonder if yeah you, know, you were going to see some of the like the humble bundles start to not feature a lot of indie games anymore because yeah you know, why would a indie developer want to eat into the 200,000?
0: Yeah. I mean I
1: know 200,000 is still a lot of sales, but the thing is that it's yeah it, it, it is it something somebody wants to risk. Yeah. So two hundred thousand uh, p- uh, for the last year, or two hundred thousand life to of the product, then it starts hitting twenty uh,
0: cents per ca- install. I was I was talking to you about this before this sh- before we started recording. Like I don't. I mean I do understand like it's greed. They want money. I do understand mm-hmm. that. I don't understand how or why they thought that they could do this. Like. They had to have had people, many people saying, this is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. Everyone is going to hate us. Like, I can't imagine that that didn't happen, which means that either they ignored it because they thought they could get away with it. Or they figured that it would work out in the positive for them in the aggregate. Both of them seem plausible as explanations. Both of them seem
1: idiotic. I mean, the other option is that the CEO is essentially trying to sabotage the company for whatever reason.
0: Because, I suppose.
1: Because there's the final article on here talking about how he sold roughly 50,000 shares in the course of the last year. With 2,000 shares just in the last couple of days before this announcement. Yeah. So... There's malice and then there's incompetence. It's uh, one of those, possibly both, or just
0: greed. Yeah. I don't... Or all three. Could be all three. Mm. Because I do do totally understand the point of... I, I really... Actually, I don't understand the point of malice. I mean yes, there could be infighting that we don't know anything about, or that maybe if we paid more close attention to this kind of stuff we would know about. I mean, this is really the nitty-gritty of game development, too. Yes, but what he's doing, if it's malice, and he's purposefully tanking his company, that's the kind of thing that can get these rich assholes actually Mm -hmm. in a lot of trouble, because you stick your hand in the cookie jar, you Mm -hmm. keep a lot of people from getting the money, and they will come after your ass for that. I mean, he's already skirting the edges of insider trading by selling a whole bunch of stock before this obviously on its face controversial mm-hmm. move is about to happen. Like, who, will he get away with it? Maybe. It's, you know, it's the U.S. Like, possibly. And even if he doesn't get away with it, the fines and penalties might not be enough that he cares about them. But
1: uh, definitely, he's not going to cover how much he made off this.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. It just, it just seems really weird to me.
1: Yeah, I just don't get, I just don't get why they're doing this because they're outside of trying to sell the or try to get the stock value down to sell the company for parts. Because I made the joke before we started recording that I've seen something like this, and the company was called Sears.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Uh, uh, the CEO came in or ACO came in, I'm blanking on their name. And they basically wanted to sell off the company for parts, so they pushed down the stock value to the point where they had to essentially foreclose because they wanted to sell the real estate. Because think about it, used to be Sears stores were fucking everywhere. Yep. And honestly, in some prime real estate locations, because it was an extremely old company. So...
0: Yep, they were in every John- shopping mall. They had plenty of, mm-hmm. um, you know, center of town or near center of mm-hmm. town properties.
1: I mean, I remember my local Sears. Uh, uh, for, uh, for those who uh, are too young to understand, Sears... Uh, uh, it was essentially a store version of Amazon before Amazon. As a matter of fact, if they just had monetized their or uh, had put their catalog online to be able to buy online and make it secure and, uh, you know, get people to trust them, they would have been Amazon. You know, a good, like, ten years before Amazon became a thing. Yeah. And I'm just thinking that Unity has some sort of asset that he's willing to sell off now. Uh, and it's doing, it's not pump and dump, but just a dump yeah quite possibly that's that's the only thing i could think of that makes this make any sort of sense outside of just stupidity because he's been with the company for a long time so oh it's either that or yeah there's something going on behind the scenes that uh, and he's wanting to ruin the company uh, to take him down with him. you know if i'm going to hell i'm taking you with me
0: yeah i wonder what that asset could be though
1: this is this is all speculation uh and uh you know a whole lot of allegedly thrown around uh, as well, because yeah you know, this makes no goddamn sense otherwise
0: yeah it does there could
1: be some sort of patent or something that they have,
0: I suppose I'm still like can't fathom what would mm-hmm. be expend- you know what would be worth it, but like yeah, it has to be something, it mm-hmm. has to be, they wouldn't do it if they if it wasn't worth it to them, mhm-.
1: And I'll be damned if I can figure out what it is outside of, you know, pure speculation. Yeah. And I'm just wondering also on uh, the fact that the fees will kick in over a lifetime of uh, of uh, installs. At least if I'm reading everything right. I have a feeling we're going to see games starting to get pulled from stores that, you know, are starting to get towards that threshold that just Aren't making a ton of money
0: these days. Yeah, I, I, yep, I would venture to say you're correct on that one. Also, I expect that there's going to be lawsuits if they actually try and enforce this. It doesn't go into mm-hmm. effect until next year. Yeah. Um, if they try to enforce it, I would expect a lot of lawsuits. I mean, or there a are class action. Yes, but there are some games that I didn't realize used Unity that mm-hmm. do. Um, you know, particularly Genshin Impact, Pokemon Go, and Hearthstone. Like, those are games mm-hmm. that I could see their, you know, their parent companies or their, you know, owners Oh, well, How about we throw out
1: a few more? Subnautica.
0: You, what's um, the, the developer of Subnautica? Uh, no, I'm have to click a link
1: for it. Uh, Unknown Worlds.
0: Have they done anything else, or is it just Subnautica?
1: Natural Selection Two, Subnaka Below Zero, uh, Moonbreaker. Though I'm not familiar with Moonbreaker, looks like it came
0: out last year. They've been around since 2001. Perfect World has a 40 percent stake in Unknown Worlds Entertainment. It's the controlling interest. Oh, I know, it sold them.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see,
0: Unknown Goose Game or Untitled Goose Game. Crafton. Um, right, South Korean video game developer Crafton, which are the developers behind or the owners uh, says they're known for having developed Unknown's Battlegrounds and Terra which is an MMO owns Unknown Worlds now and allows them to operate as an independent game studio. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming as long as they make money, but Yeah, I'm just looking at the,
1: uh, the It's not a uh, CNN has a, like a breakdown of Unity's 10 biggest owners, and there's not a, uh, you know, a one company that's holding a huge stake. The biggest one is Vanguard Group. Okay. And that's at 6.15. ARC Investment Management is at 3.5, and then everything else is below 3. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is just, uh, well, first of all, it's still a developing story, so. We may have a follow-up next week. Yeah. But there's a, you know, just so many questions about why. And a lot of outrage.jpg on uh, on the blue
0: burb. Which, I mean, I think there should be a lot of outrage from people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, most of the time, like 90% of the time, I am unequivocally on the side of the people Even if businesses, companies, you know, have reasons that I don't find horrible. Even sometimes if they make sense. But this is awful. Yeah, such
1: developer uh, released Outrage.jpg. This would harm not only us, but fellow game studios of all budgets and sizes. this goes through, will delay content and features our players actually want to port our game elsewhere, as others are also considering. But many developers won't have the time or means to do the same. Stop it. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: I mean, I've joked about, yeah, you know, news might making sense at times lately, but this is up there.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, there's just nothing explains this uh, except greed, stupidity, or malice. In all three of which, no matter what measure they are that's, you know, put into this, they're all stupid, terrible reasons for doing things. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, there is no scenario in which this ends well for developers or players. So, stop it. You got the little <laughs> the little water squirter like a cat. Bad cat.
1: Just put it this way. I went over to the burb and uh, Unity is tr- uh, trending and it. it's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Alright. Although, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, a bunch of... Uh, Red Hatted Fudwits are uh, trying to uh, take that uh, tweet thread going
0: right because it's Unity. Yep. Are they turning it into something political?
1: Uh, well, let's just put it this way: I click on Unity and uh, uh, keywords uh, trending, and it's two people that looks like they're missing a few chromosomes with red hats on mm. from two uh, posting uh, from two hours ago. It's not a mistake that
0: yeah they're using the word unity, right? All right, let's uh, let's let's get away from this and go talk about something else. Uh, Nintendo has Switch Two news. I uh, we have two articles about Nintendo, and I just mm-hmm. put the headline Switch Two. They're both about Switch Two. So the first one of those, uh, Nintendo patent suggests that Switch Two may solve Joy-Con drift.
1: Yeah, by doing what third parties have been doing for the last few years. Yep. So, Which essentially, th- from the patents, they're using Hall Effect sensors.
0: Yes. They, I mean, they will be building a better product by using a Hall Effect sensor. I mean, that's pretty much the crux of it, is that uh,
1: the thumbsticks in the Big Three's first-party controllers are essentially the same mechanically. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, they're doing different things behind the scenes with them, but hardware wise, they're as close as could be to interchangeable without, yeah, you know, actually being interchangeable. Uh, and this is going to be the first time in a while we're going to see uh,
0: non mechanical thumbsticks, if, yeah, and it's true. And to be clear, like the way, in case you don't know the way that they're working, and the you know, the current Nintendo Joy-Cons and the other, you know, big two console manufacturers, controllers, and a lot of, at this point, low-end um, stuff that you get, like, what, not low-end, cheap. Cheap or old stuff that you get, particularly with, like, flight sticks and things, is they're just potentiometers. Um of yeah, some sort. Yeah, it, it, and while there's different ways that you can build or utilize a potentiometer, basically it has an input that as you move the joystick, you know, for example, left or right, it returns a voltage, and the farther you move it left or right, it is giving a higher or lower voltage based on how they've set it up, and that tells the processing circuitry how far the user is moving the stick and what input to send to the computer. And there's different Mm -hmm. ways that it can measure that and that it can interpret it, but basically... That's what it's doing. Um, And there are mechanical pieces that move around and that touch each other, and so they can corrode, and they can get dirty, and they can wear down, and they can break. And as that happens, especially when they, at least in, I've, I've ran into this issue with older and cheaper flight sticks that I have owned in the past, is they'll get stuff on them, and they have to be cleaned with contact cleaner. Because that dust that gets on there either... Deadens the signal or sends a false signal, which causes joystick drift the 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 joystick thinks that you're moving it when you're not, but that causes your your character or your aircraft or your camera to drift you know to the left or to the right or up or down or what you know whatever very annoying and I mean eventually then you know it becomes unusable because the drift is so bad mm-hmm. that you know you can't do anything with it
1: yeah the only uh, first party controller I could think of that, not counting some weird like high end pro controller, which I think even the pro controllers on current generation, you know, the $200 controllers are still using the same, uh, yeah, uh, potentiometers. The only one I could think of that I've seen people talk about is the N64, actually. Granted, the thumbstick there had its own problems, but according to what I've been able to find, it actually had an optical sensor for the thumbstick. It wasn't a potentiometer. It's just they cheaped out on the plastic, so it ground down. So, all right?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the Xbox controllers. Um, my, my Googling is not, not, not fooing hard enough.
1: Yeah, let's put it this way. The, uh, the Pro version of the PlayStation controller... I think they solved it by just having them hot swappable,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is not yeah. a great way. Even the Xbox Elite controllers, which are their like Xbox's quote unquote first party pro controller, the it, as of twenty twenty two, because mm-hmm. that's when this was this article and guide was written on how to tear down and replace them um, yourself they still use potentiometers.
1: Yeah, it's a $200 controller, and it has a, yeah, a, a sensor that's just going to, or it doesn't have a sensor, it has a potentiometer that's going to wear down. You know, this, this way I t- searched PlayStation uh, uh, 5 potentiometer,
0: and oh boy, right? Yeah, and using, ha- having used, my experience with using um, Ah uh, shit! What is it? Hall effect mm-hmm. sensors. Um, they're great. There's a
1: difference. Uh, there is a feel difference because there's no
0: actual physical contact. I like that better. They don't feel like they don't feel floaty per se. They just they feel more free. Um, I, I which you know I like that better. So yeah.
1: Let's just put it this way: there's an eBay seller here selling packs of uh, potentiometers for PS5 controllers. I should tell you something, right? Yeah. And there was some talk, uh, and i it's not in this article about the the Hall Effect sensor also having fluid in it, uh, but I'm not sure if that was just somebody misinterpreting the patent and it just isn't mentioned here, or it just isn't mentioned. But Yeah. That, that is troubling if the Nintendo's going to overcomplicate it, right?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, leave it to Nintendo, you know, the Nintendo way. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe that makes them better. Like, I I don't know. Maybe that would make it better in some way. I don't know how, but maybe it would. But leave it to Nintendo to pull a Nintendo.
1: Yeah, like I said, it, it's not mentioned here, and I haven't found anybody to uh, that's talked about it in a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, seeing some sort of actual forward step on hardware is nice. So uh, I guess that kind of leads us to the uh, them showing a essentially a prototype of what Games Media is calling Switch 2, because, right? Yeah. Uh, at Gamescom, <laughs> uh, it was only to a select group, and there were some people talking about it after the fact breaking NDA, anonymously, of course. So take everything we're about to talk about with a huge grain of salt on this.
0: Massive grain of salt, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So the big thing is that it's looking like the Switch 2 is going to have some sort of patented AI upscaling technology that Nintendo's trying to uh, push. They patented that back in 2020. And they're going to focus on being able to upscale to modern resolutions? <laughs> yeah. Because that's kind of the big issue with the Switch right now. Is that it puts out a 720p... Uh, or, or is it 1080?
0: No, it's, uh, it's 720 in handheld mode and 1080 in docked mode. Okay.
1: I, I can't remember which was which. I can't remember if the... Screen was smaller, and it put out uh, uh, that in uh, Doctor Mode as well, or what? So there are some talks about them doing some uh, heavy uh, lifting with uh, some uh, scaling technology to be able to bump up to modern resolutions, with possibly up to four K. I'm sh- You can't see
0: me. I'm shaking my head. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. I don't. The patent included a diagram which showed a 540p image being upscaled to 1080p once. It does, however, mention that other upscaling processes including upscaling to 4K would be possible with it?
0: i I, I need I, I have an aside.: I uh, upscaling is not
1: a replacement for native resol- resolution.
0: Upscaling techniques are getting very good, though. Much better than they used to be. I mean, it's not a perfect... Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. It's not as good as running at a native resolution. Downsampling is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, And can can provide some increased details. But... um, Upsampling is neat technology that that I think is really useful and can be Mm -hmm. leveraged really effectively. Um, But no, I want to talk about... Just a minute. And who knows? I actually don't know if it'll be just a minute. But... I cannot stand I have hated this for years. We keep, we, developers, 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 developers,
1: developers.
0: These console manufacturers keep fucking pushing higher and higher resolutions and higher graphical fidelity to the detriment of games and gameplay experiences. If the way that depth of field, and the human eye works, you start... I mean, we have already hit major diminishing returns. The only... The only time... Like, if you're, if you're sitting a couple of feet away from your screen and you have a decent monitor with good backlighting and good enough pixel dens- density, there are already major diminishing returns for the average person going from 1080 to 1440p. And we're not, like, we're not at 2K, we're not at 4K, we're not at 8K. For TVs, there's a little bit more. there's, There's less. There's less benefit because you're sitting farther away from your screen. So more pixels are more difficult, if not impossible, for your eye to pick out at this higher resolution. The only thing that should be pushing for 2K or 4K or higher is VR because the screen is so close to your eye, you need that pixel density to essentially fool your eye into thinking you're looking at a distant image as opposed to a screen that's inches away from your retina. I hate that the push is for these things that have much less positive impact than getting a game that runs at 60 or 90, or 120 frame rate, frames per second. Like, we should, like, if I was in charge of the gaming industry, this is my fucking old man rant, (laughs) if I was in charge of the game industry, Uh, there would be an immediate halt. There would be an an immediate halt for 10 years, no more graphical development. We want optimization, higher frame rates. I I had, okay. But
1: uh, but then Todd Howard you uh, in the back of the head We did optimize
0: One of the people that lives in my house I don't know if I told you this story or not I definitely wanted to tell it on the podcast And I forgot about it, so I'm glad we're talking about this One of the people that lives here in my house Plays No Man's Sky no And Man. he plays it on the Xbox And that's all he's ever played it on That's all he's ever played is console games He's never had a mm-hmm. gaming PC, he's never played it And I went downstairs to talk to him about something And I was like, I need you to pause that Like, not because it was distracting me, like the game running, but because it runs at sub 30 FPS oh God. on the Xbox, it's all, it was giving me a headache. He's like, why? And I explained that to him and he's like, I can't tell. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, you keep playing. I'm going to go upstairs on my, on my desktop. I'm going to install no man's sky. I'm going to put you on a planet. and I'm going to let you play. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let you play. And if it takes you more, then 60 seconds to understand w- what I'm talking about, I will be surprised. And I did. It, I, I, you know, it took me 15 minutes to get installed and to get down on a planet. And then I, I called him upstairs and he sat down and he started playing at my computer. And he was like, it, within 20 seconds, he was like, Oh, this feels better. Like everything's more responsive. Mm-hmm. Everything looks a lot sharper. And part of it is my PC is, even though it's by modern PC gaming standards, kind of middle, you know, middle, you know, middle level gaming PC, It's still leagues more powerful than the Xbox One. And so he's like, oh, I just thought that that was like, you could run the graphics better on your computer. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is running at uh, 90 Hertz. It's the game is running three times faster over three. <laughs> Over three times faster than it's running on your Xbox. Like, the controls are more responsive. Everything is smoother. The screen, like, there's less screen tearing. There's less blurriness. There's less hitching and and things. And he played up here for, like, I don't know, ten minutes. And he was talking me through things that were, like, better and easier. Because the game ran more smoothly and at a higher frame rate. And he goes back downstairs after he finishes. He's growing dumb. And then he calls me. Like, he calls me on my phone, and he's like, I hate you. <laughs> and I say, and I go, did I ruin console gaming for you? He's like, yes. I need a, I need a gaming PC. <laughs> and I'm like, yes! Console i just wait until he
1: finds out that he does have to pay for uh, uh, multiplayer gaming.
0: Yeah. He doesn't do very much multiplayer gaming, but that will, be, that will be a boost. So, yeah. I, I, would, I would freeze all graphical development for 10 years mm. and focus ex- exclusively on optimization and, and increasing the standard frame rate.
1: Or hell, just have it where it's a stable frame rate. Yeah. And how about this? How about make it where goddamn PC controls make sense? If I, yeah. if I need three hands on the keyboard to play a game, there's something wrong. That's, that's too many. I only have two. If, if I need as many hands as there are handles on an N64 controller, it, you fucked up. Yeah. Can I rebind controls? Maybe, but that's not the point. I shouldn't have to re- reach across the keyboard. Yeah. For multiple things. We're getting at you, uh, Starfield. But, uh, yeah, anyway, getting... Uh, are you done with old man rant?
0: I'm done with my old man rant. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I, I lied. Uh, I'm not sorry. Well, okay. Well, it's funny that you
1: do bring up frame rate because the other thing is that they were showing them running uh, Breath of the Wild. I think it was Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom at 60 FPS, which, yeah, is kind of tough to do on the Switch, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you've played it, but yeah, she runs rough at times. Yeah, uh, running Breath of the Wild uh, at a higher frame rate and resolution than the original game did on the hardware targeting uh, the new console's specs. Uh, There was no suggestion that the game would actually be re-released, though. And they also uh, showcased Epic's uh, the Matrix Awakens uh, Unreal 5 Tech Demo. Yeah. Uh, and was saying that it was on par with the Xbox Series X for uh, how it ran it. Which, you know, Nintendo stepping up to current gen. Wow. <laughs> but,
0: I mean, that makes sense, though. Because, I mean, you know, there will be uh, either a revision on the PS5 or a PS6 in a couple of years, and Xbox
1: uh dropping support for the Series X and or uh, is the Series, so series X, is, S. The uh,
0: Series S. okay. The S is the well, old what, one.
1: What what is it with Microsoft and their uh, fucking naming?
0: They uh might have had a stroke an aneurysm. I and mean, can't say for sure, but they uh they seem I mean, to have the, a hard time with it. I mean just
1: look at Windows versions, right?
0: Yeah. At least the the 90s ones kind of, sort of made sense. You know? 95, 98, 2000. Mm -hmm. But after that,
1: yeah. Oh, right. I I mean, it's getting about that time that we're going to see a Nintendo uh, release because they're on, like, this half-step with the console generation. And I do think that they're going to keep the primary function of the Switch where it's both a console and a handheld. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the same form factor or if we're going to see something different on that. There's no talk on what the actual form factor or how the console's built or anything. We literally just have the patent for Hall Effect sensors and hardware built around the proposed specs of the Switch's successor with no you know, leaks on what it's going to be. Yeah, I've, I really, sus- I suspect that we're going to see another handheld of some sort. I'm not sure what their big gimmick is going to be because there's always a gimmick with the, the Nintendo consoles. I'm not sure if they're uh, going to go like the Switch Lite and make the Joy Cons built in, especially since they're going to have or potentially have hall-, hall effect sensors. So it's not as much of a risk to have the uh, non uh,
0: detachable Joy Cons. Because... I do like the detachable Joy-Cons, though. Yeah,
1: they are nice for some things, but for other things, yeah, it's just
0: a gimmick, you know. Can hold my hands in really comfy positions. Mm-hmm. I got to get a Switch. I'm 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 buying a VR headset next week. I know somebody who's selling the what is it, the Oculus Quest Two, mm-hmm. uh, for like a hundred bucks. Damn! And like like I know this person. And like they're just like having kind of a, a fire sale, like everything must go mm-hmm. in from in their life kind of deals. Uh-oh. Um but like I know that it works and it's complete. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll buy that for a hundred bucks. Are you kidding? But anyways, you know I was I was gearing up to to buy a switch or a switch Lite or something. You know, because after I, you know, I talked a while back about my my ex-friend who uh, effectively stole it from me. Mm-hmm. My old Switch. Yeah. I, I, I disconnected the Switch from the account. I never heard from him, though, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he assumed that's a lost cause. But anyways, I was going to buy another Switch, but now I'm going to buy a VR headset. We'll so get to talk about that soon.
1: Yeah, and uh, see what the uh, su- uh, Switch successor does.
0: Yeah, although what I might do is when the Switch successor comes out, a whole bunch of people will sell their Switch, and that would be the perfect time for me to buy a Switch.
1: I do wonder if we're going to see backwards compatibility come back on the Nintendo consoles, because a lot of software for the Switch has become digital only. Yeah. And that was a thing for their handhelds for quite a while and the Switch is basically a new line of their handhelds. I mean, it, it, the Switch is a weird amalgamation. And the fact that they've uh, combined their handheld and console divisions into one, Yep, you know, it, it's, it's reasonable to think they're going to continue this trend with the Switch. Uh, are we yeah. going to see backward compatibility or some sort of compatibility mode? I'm not sure if we would see uh, the, uh, the cartridges. Although, maybe, I mean, they're... uh, 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 Actually, I don't know how expensive they are to produce.
0: I don't either. I couldn't imagine very expensive, but, who you know, I don't know. Maybe they're really expensive, but, yeah. So, anything else about Switch 2 rumors?
1: Uh, Not really. I mean, this one was more talking about the tech side of things. Uh, looking at at possibly next year release. So, especially with the Switch's uh, popularity falling off, because,
0: right? Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, then let's move on to our final topic from the community corner. Um, Judge issues legal permaban, $500,000 judgment against serial Destiny 2 cheater.
1: Yeah, boy, Right.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, it's been a while since we've had one of these, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, the
0: the opening thing says um, just over a year ago, Bungie went to court to try to stop a serial Destiny two cheater who has evaded multiple account bans and started publicly threatening Bungie employees. Now that now that player has been ordered to pay five hundred thousand dollars in copyright based damages and cannot buy, play, or stream Bungie games in the future. I mean, that's that's one of the bad, be- one of the one of the things like. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Whenever they started th- publicly threatening am- Bungie employees, it was probably when they were like, all right, we're going to take this guy to court, make him pay. And, you know, normally, like, I still don't think that, that companies should be allowed to, to take people to court and sort of sue them in this way. But also, like, fuck that guy for suing, or not for suing, for threatening The the employees of the company, the people who are just doing their jobs, trying to make a living, Mm -hmm. trying to uh,
1: prevent uh, asshole cheaters like him.
0: Like fuck that guy, you know. I'm I'm, like, I don't think that companies should be allowed to do this to people, but since they can, like, this is a guy who deserved that, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So,
1: although it looks like a lot of this is racking up from multiple logins uh, and multiple accounts that he's created over the years to uh get around the bands and uh for being in both Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 and who I mean whenever you, uh, you get a a judgment that's per instance and you've been you know doing this for a while that's going to hurt yeah
0: <laughs> i mean just don't be an asshole how hard is that be how hard is that right extremely hard for a lot of people unfortunately. I kind of have an image in my mind of who this person is like Well, I mean, uh, you,
1: well he stalked uh, the uh, bungee employees, so he actually left the basement <laughs> <laughs> Won't be allowed within a thousand feet of bungee offices or the known addresses of any bungee employee and is explicit- explicitly enjoined from harassment in the future as well I mean, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. Oh. I'm looking to see if there's, a, a, there's an image of this guy out there somewhere. Like, surely there is.
1: Well, considering they said that uh, he was a minor uh, and tried to get around the uh, Eula that way. I mean, we're also making the assumption on he, of course, but that tends to be a more...
0: Well, they're calling this person Leon. Mm-hmm. In the article, mm-hmm. my my assumption is that that's uh, a a male person. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I'm kind of glazed over uh, the name because. So, but, but but made the correct assumption.
0: All right. Uh, this is from a different article. Um, so, when the lawsuit was first filed, this person known as Luca Leon. That might be a streaming mm-hmm. name, or that might just be their gamer tag. Uh, was seventeen years old; they're now eighteen. Leon evaded multiple bans, escalated to sending threats of bodily harm to Bungie employees, got restraining order. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred acts of ban circumvention. Yeah, which Leon- also rocks up. Kid yeah. doesn't have
1: to worry about uh, student debt. <laughs> He has legal no
0: issues, legal debt, yeah, Leon must also delete all social media accounts that have anything to do with Bungie. His attempts to cheat at Bungie games or his crusade against Bungie employees <coughs> he is allowed to maintain personal social media accounts, but is warned against posting any content on any content related to Bungie destiny or similar content.
1: so how long do you think it'll be till he uh you know breaks the ban? Probably not long. Me, I give him three, two, one. Okay, maybe not that fast, but still. Yeah, I'm I'm expected to hear from this guy
0: again. All right, so if this is the guy, Mm -hmm. what do you think this person looks like?
1: Uh, He's either going to be very plain or
0: very sweaty. (laughs) Um, There's no in between. I'm looking for a good, like, this is a, a TikTok... Mm -hmm. with the... Because I I searched for Luca Leon Mm -hmm. and this is a TikTok account and it is a young white dude bro Mm -hmm. who is walking around with a muscle shirt on quote unquote just pranking people. He's got boxes and he's pretending to like drop heavy boxes on people and he's like Really getting up in people's space.
1: Yeah, one of those. Yeah. I really don't get the people that are asshole prankers. I mean, there's some interesting ones that pop up now and then, or ones that are, like, wholesome pranks, you know? Now he's
0: sitting on a park bench, eating snacks, and throwing his trash on the ground.
1: Well, that's not a prank, that's
0: just his everyday life. That's just being an asshole. I mean, I don't know if this is the guy, right? It could be someone else who has Mm -hmm. the same name.
1: Does he look look young enough?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Should we saw him in half count the rings?
0: Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, definitely not judging, right? Definitely. I'm definitely judging. We've got lots of, like, shirtless buff-like pics in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Some workout TikToks. I mean, if he, if this isn't the guy, if this is a different guy that has the same name, he's still an asshole.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's a problem with the name.
0: Maybe, but yeah, fuck this guy. I mean,
1: if you think a good fuck would uh, fix him, go for it.
0: Probably not. He's probably really like men like this are usually really bad in bed because they're selfish. And so they don't—they don't care about your satisfaction. They just want to get off and then get out. You know.
1: Actually, I don't. But sure.
0: Ask me how I know. Don't you? Probably you don't want to know. The listeners probably don't want to know. I've got my eyes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, that does it for our news topics of the of this week. For all of our topics this week. Rage. If people want to send us stuff for the community corner, or just to entertain us, or. Make fun of us or whatever. How do they do that?
1: Well, you could drop by this, the Discord, which you can find a link to that over at vglpodcast.podbean.com. Email us, vglpodcast on, uh, well, the email, or the Blue Burb uh, VGL Podcast over there.
0: Indeed. And hey, Rage, why don't you hit them with your socials? Oh,
1: I've been Caffeine Rage. I still maintain my account over on the Blue Burb, but uh, gave me a CR, but don't really post anything anymore because fuck you, Elon Musk. Yep.
0: That is true. Fuck that guy.
1: Uh maybe you should. maybe, maybe you can, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, blow his mind and blow his mind. <laughs> <Electrically>. <laughs> I
0: mean let's be real. I I I would love to show him a good time if you know what I'm saying. Teach him a thing or two. <laughs> I mean, I
1: hear that he's already the power bottom for Putin, so Right. Uh well, uh, d- as we try to get away from that image, right?
0: Right. Did what? Did you give all your socials? Well, I got uh, distracted by uh, Steam Caffeine Rage. Right. And you've been? I have been Jared. You can find me on Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. Twitter forever. Um, at JMA four seven zero seven. I still tweet about things off and on, kind of randomly. Um, you can also find me, uh. On our Discord at J Arthur or my, my Discord username is J four seven zero seven. Find me on Steam. You can send me a smoke signal. Um, you know, look me up on. Uh, oh, what was I got an email the other day? Some of my, like I I don't know how I feel about this. Some of my really like my work from grad school. I got a notification that it was being cited in a in a couple of like. Uh, aggregate studies. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but, so that, you know, if you want to read some psych research papers, like, you can Google my name and it'll show up in Sources Cited and some upcoming, uh, psychology research papers. Woo! And, yep. Yep, I, I don't think I did my best best work in grad school. I think I'm doing my best work now, but I'm not writing any papers now, so. Academia is weird. But. Anyways, yep, that's that's my stuff.
1: And once again, you could reach us, VGLPodcast, at gmail.com, with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics. Put them to us, VGLPodcast. Yes, we're still calling them tweets. Or drop out the Discord, which you can find a link to that, all the way at the top at VGL Podcast, or, Yeah, VGLPodcast.podbean.com. And if you to spread the love, you can find us on your podcatcher of choice. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this madness possible. You can find out more about that over at patreon.com slash video podcast. And our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kim McCloy, you can find his work over at incompudate.com. And
0: as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice, bye bye now.
1: See ya. Bye-bye.